No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Sco. Monday night, here on the Daily Boogie Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack is bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on DLive. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. As I said, it's Monday night here on the Daily Boogie. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. Hope you had a lovely weekend. Katie Reid with a diamond. Thank you for the Diamond Cade Reed. Happy Monday to you as well. Happy Monday to everybody. The Monday Night Show here on the Daily Boogie Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for the Diamond, Jim N-Word. I hate Mondays. Why? Why? Look how much fun we're having already. Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy. Where did you steal the Diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the Diamond from, Gypsy? Happy Monday to you too, Gypsy. A very happy Monday to you. So thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, on this very special Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means... Uh-oh! Monday takes it up to our favourite boober. Thank you for the diamond. This is bullshit with the diamond. Mondays are usually a bitch, but we have boogs. <laughs> thank you for joining us. You know what I didn't do? I didn't set up my little soundboard here. Maybe I'll do that right now, huh? Because I said I would. And we'll have to find something appropriate on this Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast because we've already had one. We've already had one instance and I missed it, unfortunately. So that'll take a minute to load up. Uh, Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course... If you would like to tell me about what a wonderful Monday night you're having, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Ladies and gentlemen, so much to get through, so little time. Even more to get through because the Sunday night show, which was last night, was such an unmitigated disaster. Uh, let's see what kind of sounds I have here. Let's check the board sets, shall we? Uh, what have we got here? What can we use, huh? Um, I've got a whole bunch of stuff on here I've never even looked at before. Ooh, that might do. That one might do. That one goes on a little too long. This is very exciting. Here we go. This is more like it. Ah. 
Uh, tell you what, I'll borrow I'll borrow from the other show that I do on a Friday morning called The Starting Block, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll go with this one for the sound. Nice, Gary! Sorry, Greeno, I apologise to you in advance, but I'm going to have to go with... Nice, Gary! Anytime uh, somebody does the thing that we spoke about last night on the Sunday night show. So, so all right, now we're ready. Now we're all set up. We're ready to rock and roll. Thank you for joining us on the Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you. <laughs> so much to get through, so little time. Hopefully no fuck-outs tonight. Hopefully no fuck-ups. And the best part is I didn't even have to do a lot of prep this morning. It was already prepped from yesterday. So let's get right into it, shall we, on this Monday night edition of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, yeah, we'll start off with this one because this is I started playing this clip yesterday. And that's where everything turned to shit. So let's have a look here. Because like we were saying on this show, you're going to get a little bit of freedom back. And then they're going to rip it away from you again. So in my home state, the great state of New South Wales, here and down under, ladies and gentlemen. And don't worry, uh, it's only happening down here. These kinds, of, these kinds of restrictions, these kinds of rollbacks, these kinds of uh, putting you back into lockdown yet again after you were promised that that wouldn't take place as long as you flatten the curve and you've been very patient and you've been very observant of the rules by and large collectively as a population you've been extremely patient for months and you've sat there and said well you know let's just go with what they say because they said as long as we flatten the curve then we're going to get our freedom back right I'm sorry, Mr. Simpson, I don't know how to say this. We're going to have to cut your arms off. They'll grow back, right? Uh, yeah. So you've done all the right things. You were promised your freedom at the end of it. <laughs> you've done everything that's been asked of you. Well, here we are. This is where we are now. As authorities grapple to contain the Crossroads grapple Hotel to outbreak, contain the crossroads. tougher restrictions are returning for Sydney pubs. Yay! Tougher restrictions, ladies and gentlemen. There will be a limit again on how many people are allowed inside and everyone will have to sign in. Welcome to the new normal, ladies and gentlemen. Sydney pubs. You're doing a good job, mate. Keep it up. Thanks for that. Their work is crucial, crucial. as the outbreak at the Crossroads Hotel at Kashula threatens to derail the state's battle against coronavirus. <laughs> as police go door to door... I'm pretty sure I made this point yesterday, but it's worth making again. All you have to do, like, sometimes I know people, like, do it mockingly, right? But sometimes people say shit like, oh, are you from the future and stuff? Because we do have a pretty good track record of getting government positions correct before they take them. Like, saying, you know, in a couple of months' time, this is what they're going to do. And it's really not hard. There's no secret source to it or anything. You just have to read the subtext of the, of the corporate media. That's all you need to do. Understand the dynamic of how journalists get jobs in, in the media today, right? If you go through a communications degree or something like that, a journalism degree, if you're the very best of the brightest, like the brightest of the best, the top of the top, the cream of the crop, if you're the best in that group, you don't go to work for the media. You go to work for like a private PR firm or you go to work for the politicians themselves writing press releases. Today's journalists, the bulk of them, are just glorified rewriters of press releases. You know, there are no hard-hitting, inquisitive, objective journalists anymore. 
they get a press release from a company or from a, a political party or from a politician and they rewrite it almost verbatim and then put it out there as news, but it's not. This is why I've said before, they, they think in spin. They don't, they're not even aware of how they're spinning things for somebody else, on somebody else's behalf, but that's exactly what they're doing. They're narcissists. Yes, that, that's true, Fate of Kings, but they're also not smart enough to be able to construct their own world around them. You know what I mean? They are a product of somebody else's intelligence. So you have a listen to this. Like, just listen to the way this is presented. One bar. They're already setting you up for the next round of lockdowns. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Joe NG. They're already setting you up for the next round of lockdowns because you can hear the report, right? This, an outbreak at this one bar in a city of four, of five million people. One bar. Okay. Oh, this could derail the state's economic recovery. Like, so what? Five million people now could be put out because of one bar? That's insane. That's that's not even close to being realistic. But they're just prepping you. They're molding you because that would have come from a politician. That would have come direct from a politician's press release. Why? Because it gets any kind of responsibility off them and onto you, the citizen, onto you, the voter. It's your fault, not ours. We haven't done anything wrong. We're locking shit down for your protection, but you can't be trusted. You went to this bar and then and then the and then the virus spread. So you're the threat to our economic recovery. It's all your fault. And once, like I've said this before, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Once you can break down the way they use language on the fly, then you'll never see the news the same way again. It, be, it becomes too obvious to derail the state's battle against coronavirus. Derail the battle. As police go door to door, it was the hotel industry and not the Premier who put the brakes on a COVID comeback. <laughs> it was actually the AHA's advice to us which said that if you reduce bookings from 20 to 10... And I made this point last night as well, on Sunday night. By the way, this is the Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Nice, Gary! So... <laughs> so... Um, Again, the the health department is now running the country. And it doesn't matter what country you're in, whether it's Australia, you know, the United States, Canada, the UK, whatever. The health department, the unelected health bureaucrats are now calling the shots. So this is the beautiful... Politicians love being able to remove themselves from the chain of responsibility. Politicians generally are a breed of people who want to be able to take credit for stuff that they don't do and not be blamed for things that they do do, if that makes sense, right? They want to do the red cut. They want to do the red ribbon cuttings when they open some kind of building. But when the public transport system is failing, they want to blame the unions. Like it's that kind. Of, just as an example. So, in this situation, it's perfect for them because everybody's getting angry at the fact that they can't go to work. I can't go out. I'm locked in my home. This is insane. The police are arresting people on the street for standing in groups. They're chasing people off the beach with fucking riot squad, right? 
But the politician can say, well, this is the health advice that we've got. And it's like, no, 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 that's not good enough. It's your job to decide what we do and what we don't do. You can't just palm it off to a doctor. We didn't vote for the doctor to make the laws. We voted for you to make the laws. You're responsible. Well, this has got nothing to do with my administration. We've been taking advice from the health experts. So what? You've been taking you've been you've been getting advice from uh, say immigration experts and taxation experts and financial experts for 50 fucking years and you haven't listened to them. But now all of a sudden, oh there's an expert in the room. We have to do exactly what they tell us and we can't decide for ourselves. See? When it suits them, oh well, we're going with the ex- we're going with what the experts said. This is out of our hands. Sorry, nothing we can do. Bullshit. It reduces the likelihood for people who may mingle. It's the first time New South Wales has reimposed restrictions, halving group bookings, capping the total number of patrons to (laughs) 300 and compulsory registration of everyone entering. Yeah. Compulsory registration. What does that mean exactly? Names and phone numbers have to be digitally recorded within 24 hours. Yeah, let that settle in. Want to get a drink at the bar after work? Not unless you give us your details first. I'm sorry, I'm afraid. It's for your own safety. It's for your protection. (laughs) And I'll admit this. Um, like I said last night and on Twitter over the weekend, I went to a steakhouse. It's, it's like a, a, a bar slash grill on Saturday. First time I've been out for a meal in 2020. I'm not a big um, outside eater, if you want to call it that. I, I probably prefer to make my own food if I can. But every now and then I do enjoy like going and sitting down, having a nice fucking steak and some cold beer brought to me, right? So I thought, well, you know what? We're going back into lockdown any fucking day now. I'm going to take advantage of it. I'm going to go out and have a steak because it might be the only one that I can get this year. Who knows? And as I'm walking in, there's one of these things on the front counter. And it says, you need to check in with your your smartphone. My first thought was, well, what if I don't have a smartphone? I do. But what if you don't? What, you can't come in? (laughs) So that's the first problem. Remember remember when we talk about like microchipping and stuff, for example, they won't say it's compulsory, but they'll just say that you can't do certain things unless you have it. So it made me thought it made me think of that almost instantly. What if I was to walk in here and say, "Well, I don't have a smartphone," and they'd say, "Well, we need you to register with your smartphone if you want to come in." You don't have to have a smartphone, but if you want to come into this restaurant, you're going to have to have a smartphone, right? So I've pulled out my smartphone and fucking, you know, boogie boomer. I'm like, I don't fucking know what to do with this. (laughs) What do I do with this? Do I need an app or something? I don't know. And she's like, well, and she, the the girl who was working there is like, well, do you have an iPhone? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, you just take a picture of it and then a little thing will come down and then you press the thing. I'm like, fucking hell. I just want a steak. (laughs) Unfavorite boom with a diamond, comply or die. But put your hand up, right? We've, We've been talking about the new normal, right? What is the new normal? This fallacy that people keep imparting on us that if we just keep going along 
with the restrictions. If we just keep going along with the attack on our civil liberties and individual freedoms, if we just shut up and keep doing it, that eventually we'll get back to normal, quote unquote. But their normal is defined as not as the normal that we knew at pre-coronavirus. Their normal is something else entirely. Who here thinks that this system of recording your personal details every time you go into a building is just going to go away at some point? I'll even give you the best case scenario. How about this? In six months' time, health officials say, we have eradicated coronavirus. It's completely gone. There's nothing to worry about anymore. It's wiped out. It's not coming back. It's dead and buried. Do you think at that moment, the people who have been making money putting these into stores and the stores that have spent money on this system and the government which is controlling the app which collates all of this data and archives it, do you think that they're just going to stop doing it? Press 1 in the chat if you think that this system is just going to magically go away. Press 2 in the chat if you think this is here to stay. See a lot of twos. See a lot of twos in the chat. Right? So none of you are naive enough to think that even if coronavirus was to magically disappear, all of a sudden all of these businesses and the government would come out and say, well, we don't need you to sign in with your personal details anymore. Of course not. Kitty B in the chat, I think, hit it exactly on the head. No, they'll find some other reason. And again, this is why I talk about when you see it, you can't unsee it. Look at the subtext of some of the op-ed pieces that were going around over the weekend. Maybe you're not as a big a reader of the print media as I am, which is fucking understandable, trust me. I, I, I grew up reading newspapers, so it's kind of in my DNA at this point. So I can't help it. Like, I need to get the New York Times. I need to get the Post and sit down and read it. I need to read The Australian and The Herald and The Telegraph. When I was a kid growing up, I used to sit down and read like three or four newspapers a day. So it's just like, it's just, I have to do it. You know what I mean? I'm compelled to do it. So you're probably not as sick, bitter and twisted as I am. But I've, I've been watching, you know, personally firsthand the downfall of Western media for the last 20 years. And just in the, in the value, in the standards, it's undeniable how bad it's getting. But if you were paying attention to like any of the print media and the op-ed pieces and stuff over the weekend, you would have seen just just filtering up from the bottom, filtering up from the sludge to make its way onto the pages. Well, this is going to be around for 12 months. It's going to be around for another two years. We may never get rid of this. You know, some of these restrictions that are coming into place now may be with us for good because this virus has exposed our criminal naivety when it comes with when it comes to pandemics. Like this is some of the shit that I was reading. Like, we're going to have to keep doing this permanently now. It's like the Patriot Act, but just from a different angle, right? The Patriot Act was temporary. Oh, we're going to get the evildoers. We're going to get the troublemakers. We're going to keep you safe in this uncertain time. They just passed another resolution to extend it last November. 20 fucking years later, you still have it. 
So don't give me that. We'll still have this stuff. We'll still have a lot of the coronavirus restriction, new normal shit 20 years from now. If not far worse. One man's humble opinion. The obligation's on the venue. You need to do the right thing. The obligation is on the venue. You need to do the right thing. Do the right thing, guys. Guess what? Congratulations, bar owners. You've just been deputised into the police force. (laughs) I'm sorry. The obligation is on me? How is that? How can that be possible? I'm not a policeman. Enforcing laws is your fucking job, not mine. See, you've all you've all now been deputized into enforcing the rules. I was having a conversation with a friend, a business owner, and he was like, "Oh, you know, we're not sure. We're trying to make plans on what we should do, like how we're going to structure our business moving forward." Because a lot of small businesses, small medium businesses, over the last three months have now had cause for pause, and they're now looking for ways to save money, right? Because something like this will expose uh, the soft underbelly of your business, like where there's wastage, where there's inefficiencies and stuff like that, where you can trim some of the fat. So a lot of people have opened up their books and they're like, okay, we don't really need this. We don't really need that. We need to slim line down. We need to trim down if we're going to survive, which is understandable. And so he's like, well, we're trying to come up with a plan to, you know, uh, come, you know, find a way out of this and stuff. When we first went into lockdown, I got um, a tip from somebody who was who was in circles with government people. That's all I'll say. And I I never normally like release tips or anything like that. But I said on this show, like, look, I've been tipped that we're going into full lockdown. And we did, but my my timeline was wrong. It ended up being like three days later than what I said it was. Something like that. Maybe a week later. I'm not sure. I can't remember now. But we we were pretty much on the money. And so this same guy asked me, so like, have you heard anything? (laughs) And I'm like, no. (laughs) And he goes, well, what does that mean? And I said, well, you can't make plans now because the plans will change in a 24-hour period. The the government of South Australia last two weeks ago announced that they were closing the borders and the biggest city in, uh, pardon me, South Australia, in Victoria, the biggest city in Victoria, Melbourne, was going into full lockdown the next day. Effectively giving people in a city of over 4 million people 12 hours to make plans for like the next they don't even know how long indefinitely they gave you one day to prepare so if you're a business owner why the fuck would you waste time trying to come up with some kind of plan you could spend weeks and weeks and weeks like organizing your finances getting a small business loan uh letting people go bringing people on trying to organize financially like how you're going to get through the next three months and then all of a sudden the government can come out and say well we're going to change all that and we're giving you 24 hours to deal with it why fucking plan what's the point a lot of these uh, bars and pubs would have had some kind of low ceiling that they would have to meet in order to reopen again And it was probably like, oh, we need 20% capacity at least or 50% capacity at least. We need these sets of circumstances in order to make it financially viable for us to open the doors. 
And so they've hit that standard and they've opened their doors and they're, they're complying with the regulations. And then all of a sudden, like just like that, literally within hours, the government comes out and says, oh, by the way, we're halving all that now. What are you supposed to do? How can you possibly remain um, profitable in that fucking business environment? And for all of you cocksuckers who think that the main fucking issue here is, oh, we're going to wear the mask. Ah, you're a conspiracy theorist. Da, 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 da. You will be the first ones complaining when you walk down Main Street and just see boarded up fucking shop windows. Your favorite little Thai restaurant will be closed. Your favorite little hole in the wall wine bar will be closed. You know that trendy little place that serves the wine and the cheese? That's going to be fucking shut down. And it's going to be because of fucks like you who are too stupid to understand how you're being fucked in the ass on this. How you're being manipulated, bounced between one extreme and the other. In a kind of Pavlovian experiment, you're, you're, you're responding to uh, pleasure and pain and being rewarded appropriately. The golden sheep in Double Bay did the wrong thing and copped a fine. A Jindabyne hotel was also shut for 72 hours and fined. <laughs> we as an industry are only as strong as our weakest link. And the tightening of the rules of trade is viewed as a small concession to prevent a Victorian-styled wipeout from a second wave. A full lockdown would decimate the industry. Here at the Robin Hood Hotel in Waverley, <laughs> social distancing rules means just 90 people can be in this bar at the one time. Of course, table sizes will be reduced to 10 and anyone wanting to come into the pub, well, they'll have to leave their name and number or they'll be refused entry. There you go. You used to be refused entry from a bar if you weren't of age, if you weren't of a legal drinking age. Now you get refused entry if you don't hand over your fucking personal details. Strange old world we're living in. So more on this demonising of freedom, ladies and gentlemen, which again we've been talking about on this program for at least two or three months, that the conversation would slowly turn. The conversation would slowly turn against you and coronavirus would not be the demon anymore. No, the freedom is the demon. Freedom is the dangerous thing that needs to be stopped. Follow Q with the diamond. Thank you, Follow Q. Happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday to you too. Uh, just incidentally, did, is everyone enjoying their Monday? Thank you for joining us on this Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie, folks. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you. Sticking to our new timeline here on a Monday night. As we do. Oh, I, I just before I move on too quickly, <clears throat> because it is Monday night, um, just a quick announcement. I did put something out on Twitter earlier, but maybe most people didn't see it. Um, so there is going to be like some kind of fucking around for me over the next week and a half. So unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to do a show tomorrow night. The next time I'll be able to do a show is going to be Friday night. And then I may not even get on till next Friday. Because we're having some work done at the house and there's going to be power tools and noise and fucking people stomping around and stuff. It's just, it's not conducive to putting out a podcast. I may try to figure out a way to do like, I may pre-record like little shows and put them out on time anyway because I can set them to go out live even though they're pre-recorded. So I may do that. Yes, no, exactly, Katie Reid. No Tuesday show tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
just Monday night tonight and Friday night. But uh, to be honest, I haven't had a break for a while. I, I can't remember the last time I had a, a bit of time off doing shows. Like I've been pretty regular for a while, so it might be a good time to, because I have been thinking about it over the last few weeks anyway. Like, mm, I'd like to take a few days off. So yeah, unfortunately, I I say I'd like to take a few days off, but when I want to, not when I'm forced to. <laughs> if that makes sense. I'm pissed that I'm gonna have to be off, even though I want to be off. <laughs> gypsy with a diamond. Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? Fuck your real life, Boog. Well, fuck yours too. Thank you so much. Yesterday was Leap Tuesday, Cabaret. So yeah, that's that's what it's gonna be going forward. Friday night, and we're having a uh, Phil D'Angelo on from winning tv on friday night as well and then yeah like i said it, it may not be till friday night but i i am looking at trying to put out like little short pre-recorded versions see how we go jj stoner thank you for joining us follow jj stoner by the way dlive.tv slash jj stoner recovering from his voice aids uh it's monday sorry i'm late what did i miss nothing man happy monday brother <clears throat> thanks for joining us on this monday night so where was it um, a little more to the demonizing of freedom. Coronavirus isn't the problem. Freedom is the problem. Have a look at this story from New South Wales. Not far from where I live, by the way, this place. So this is fun. Uh, because we believe in protecting people, don't we? We want to keep you safe, ladies and gentlemen. Have a look at this. A house party in breach of COVID restrictions has put the whole of New South Wales at risk. <laughs> Did you miss it? I'll play it again for you. Listen carefully. A house party in breach of COVID restrictions has put the whole of New South Wales at risk. A house party in breach of restrictions has put the whole of New South Wales at risk. One house party. Yep. See how you're being programmed here? See how this starts? Can you see the subtext? <clears throat> so last week it was one bar being opened. The one bar being opened, that was enough to put the whole state at risk. Now it's one house party in one Sydney suburb has put the whole state at risk. Over 5 million, about 7 million people live in my state. We're all at risk now. Why? Why is it presented this way? I've told you because politicians, right? So they can come out and say, well, if you weren't going to the parties, then we wouldn't have to put you in lockdown again. This is your fault. It's not our fault. It's your fault. People have already been soft programmed into accepting that as a premise. And you'd be amazed how many people already do. You'd be amazed how many people would have been watching this report and frothing at the mouth saying, what's wrong with these idiots? Why are they putting us all at risk? Why are they doing this? Don't they know that they're going to make them lock down the state again? <laughs> it's like, really? You're blaming kids going to a house party for the police coming down and fucking shutting your business? Don't you think that's a little counterintuitive? Let's carry on. According to the state's government, dozens of people are now facing fines. There are 18 new cases as concerns grow. 18 new cases. Thank you for the diamond, Perryverse. Ah, oh, hot, really? 18 people? <laughs> 18? 18 people. 
Not at this party, by the way. Just statewide. 18 people were confirmed to have coronavirus yesterday. 18. In a state of 7 million people. And this one house party is going to put all of our progress at risk. Wow. Like, I understand that numbers and data and statistics can be confusing for some people. Trust me, I'm no mathematical genius. But I am at least, I, I, I do have at least two brain cells to rub together enough to know that 18 people out of 7 million people is essentially statistically irrelevant. Like it, 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 it is such a low figure. It is, it is so close to zero that scientists will say that it's basically zero. 18 people. Oh, we're putting everybody at risk. Wow. Over several outbreaks, Chris Ma reports. Well, there's been police action overnight Good. enforcing COVID. Police action, ladies and gentlemen. We love action, don't we? Social distancing restrictions after alleged Sydney breaches described by the state government as shameful. Police stormed a party in Schofields in Sydney's northwest last night with dogs and using capsicum spray to break up a gathering and alleged brawl. <laughs> a house party. Police stormed this house party with sniffer dogs and pepper sprayed people for being at a party. The new normal, ladies and gentlemen. Looks good, doesn't it? Freedom, I won't let you down. Freedom, freedom, freedom. <laughs> what is this? Where's the cocaine? Like I'm, I'm half expecting, and you know, two kilograms of cocaine was seized, or something like that. Police storm a party after gunshots were heard. No, no, none of that. Police stormed a party with sniffer dogs, with police dogs, and pepper sprayed the occupants of the house. Because they were having a party. The 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 most the most cringe fucking get off my lawn boomer would get an erection that they haven't seen in 50 years at news like this. I told you I told those neighbors to keep it down. Why don't they send a ride police in there with some dogs and uh, bite them on the testicles for crying out loud? This was a nice neighborhood until those young ethnics moved in. It's a it's high time the police started taking a noise at this ungodly hour of eight thirty p.m. Seriously, you know I've been working all all my life and paying my taxes. I deserve to be able to get a good night's sleep. <laughs> the cringiest get off my lawn boomer would fucking masturbate furiously, knowing that a house party is being broken up with pepper spray and police dogs just because it's a house party, not because of there's any illegal activity taking place. Just a bunch of people having fun at night. Yes, go, yes, go in there and arrest them all. It's not good enough. <laughs> I've got a treat for you. Because further to this, I want to show you the the 
Minister for the Police here in my state talking about this incident. Good evening. A new COVID cluster has been confirmed. Spread. Wait till you see this guy. If you haven't seen him yet, you're going to love this. Okay, bring me the copper. Where's the policeman? What, is this the wrong video? Where's my fucking cop video? Maybe it is this one. Oh, God, Twitter video stinks. Actually, I think it might, it might, might be this one up here. Looking, looking. No, no, it's definitely one of these. Good evening. A new COVID cluster has been confirmed spread by a Sydney parent tested positive. Has let them be seriously. The body those same or does turn up though the police showing no, that they the mean right business they are certainly getting proactive on their covid enforcement mark chris reason in the city thank you let's go live now to miley hogan nah. oh because that was going to be fun man because you should have heard this cop oh well fuck it um, we'll cut to this one instead. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, more news from New South Wales. Enjoy. New South Wales residents are being urged to wear a face mask if they're on public transport or anywhere they can't socially distance. Ah. But the advice is not mandatory it's as not, yet. It's not so mandatory. Good morning. Well, the New South Wales government is certainly urging everyone to now wear masks if they can't practice social distancing. They're also asking people right across New South Wales to avoid non-essential travel and also to avoid using public transport. Good. The government hasn't got the public health advice which says that to make it mandatory and fine people, but at this stage... Again with the public health advice. Again with the public health advice. Well... The, the government hasn't had the public health advice that we need to make it na mandatory at this stage. In other words, we do what they tell us to do. In other words, we don't have any fucking... We don't have any mandate to govern at all. We don't decide the rules anymore. The health department does. No, no. We'll make masks mandatory when the health department says we should. <laughs> So it's like, what am I voting for you for then? Exactly, Lou Ferrigno. When did doctors become lawmakers? Apparently at the start of this coronavirus thing. That's when. That's when they decided. <clears throat> Andrew Jackson in the chat. I am putting out a work around for this mask nonsense on Twitter in 10 minutes. Okay, looking forward to it. The politicians are not deciding anymore because they don't want any responsibility. They just want credit when things go well. And I was watching Revenge of the Sis earlier. They played a bit of Donald Trump's press, uh, press conference. I'm sorry, but if people are going to keep coming up to me and saying, Donald Trump knows it's all bullshit, he knows it's all garbage, then I'm sorry, are you watching his press conferences? Are you listening to the things that he's saying? Like, what fucking, what planet am I on? The guy is literally saying things like, we need to protect people, we're doing everything we can to protect people, we want everybody to be wearing masks. I'm like, huh. And then if a Democrat comes out and says we want everybody to wear a mask, 
a bunch of red hat people will say, oh, that's all bullshit. And Trump knows it's bullshit. I'm like, Trump says the exact same stuff. But for some reason, when he says it, oh, no, it doesn't mean that. It's a different, it's a different meaning when he says it. He doesn't really mean it. So if people are going to keep telling me that he knows it's all BS and he knows it's all bullshit, then like, then it has to be addressed what he actually fucking says in the press conferences. (laughs) To be fair, you're in Australia, so planet Australia. Yeah, don't worry. What's happening here will never affect you. Trust me. Don't worry. Got an edition of uh, everybody's favorite game show coming up around the corner. So stay tuned for that. I mean, a lot of people are starting to practice that, and I think that's a good thing. We saw disturbing scenes over the weekend. A huge house party at Schofield saw 60 people gathering there and, of course, flouting social distancing rules. Police were able to use pepper spray to disperse that crowd, and many of them are now facing some pretty hefty fines. Stupidity at the highest level was what we saw um, on the weekend, and uh, I'm so... This is the cop. This is the cop I was telling you about. I had a full-length interview with him. But I can't find it for some reason. So let's go with this one. Some pretty hefty fines. Stupidity at the highest level was what we saw um, on the weekend. And uh, I'm so disappointed that uh, uh, Sydney siders, who are very, very situationally aware, uh, certainly are very conscious of what's going on uh, in Melbourne, would put themselves into that situation and indeed put the police in that situation. This. <laughs> The most irresponsible thing I've ever seen. Stupid. I'm very disappointed that Sydney siders would put the police in that kind of situation. What? Of sending attack dogs in and pepper spraying people at a fucking innocent party? Yeah, that's the new normal. <laughs> ben K. Veritas with the diamond. What's this word I keep hearing? Flouting. <laughs> yes, it's flouting the rules. So let me bring you this. Hillbilly Harry sent this to me. I'm, I'm, I'm apologies for the display because they decided not to put, not to full screen the fucking video for some reason, and instead have seventy percent of the video taken up with black space and small writing for some. I don't know why, but that's what they've decided to run with here. So let me show you this because we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. The apartment blocks in Melbourne, nine apartment blocks, public housing, where people. Uh, there's about 3,000 people living in these nine apartment buildings collectively. About 100 of them were deemed to have coronavirus. So the response from the government was to turn these nine public housing units, unit blocks, into prisons. I'm not joking. Into prisons. By having police patrol the apartments, not just the ground outside, but the hallways themselves... And locking people in their own apartments and not even allowing them to go to the store. You know, previously in in lockdown, you're allowed to go outside, you're allowed to get exercise, what have you. On this particular occasion in these nine buildings, they weren't even allowed outside their own front door or they will be arrested. So we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, They were getting, you know, groceries dropped off at at their door, basically. All they were allowed to open their door for was to collect the groceries that somebody else is giving them. (laughs) Which is just amazing. It's amazing to me that more people don't care. But this is the problem, right? So if you're in this apartment block, 
you're one of the 2,900 people who are not sick. And you find out that, like, on another floor of the building somewhere, somebody you don't even know, somebody you don't even talk to, these apartment blocks are fucking huge. It's very possible to live in one without knowing everybody else living in it. You have no interaction with the person who's sick. So social distance-wise, you're doing everything right. You're not going near them. You're wearing a mask outside. You're not going to bars and clubs. You're being very socially responsible just for the government to turn around and on zero notice, like literally no notice whatsoever. So you can't make plans with anybody. On no notice, show up at your doorstep and say, sorry, you're not allowed outside your own home anymore. Why not? Oh, because the gentleman in apartment 2A has got coronavirus. Well, so what? I don't talk to him. I don't mix with him. I don't know who he is. I need to go to work or I'm going to lose my job. No, no, no. If you walk outside, we'll arrest you. It's amazing to me that more people don't care about that. So this guy is apparently living in one of these apartment blocks and he got his phone out and he filmed himself trying to get out past the police. So have a look at this. You'll love, you'll enjoy this. And if you're in favor of the lockdowns because you want to protect people, we're saving lives and stuff. I would just, I would humbly ask you to put yourself in this position because you're probably more than likely the very same kind of person that would be uh, willing to march in the streets over fucking systemic oppression. But on and now, but now because it suits you because of coronavirus, oh no, fuck them, lock them up. People who don't observe social distancing, people who don't do what the health experts tell them to do, they should be treated with zero tolerance. Also, I'm going to a Black Lives Matter rally on the weekend. People don't care about this shit until it affects them. Until they're the one in the firing line. That's when they give a fuck, but not before. And that's why most people either don't care or agree with this shit. So let's have a And that's the black pill, right? But by the time everybody is on the same page when it comes to individual freedoms and not having your civil liberties fucking pissed on, by the time everybody agrees on that, it will be too late. Because by that stage, everyone will be affected. And if everybody is affected, we've already lost. So this guy filmed himself trying to get out of his apartment building and his interaction with the police. Let's have a look. Thank you again, Hillbilly Harry, for sending this to me. It's been one week. I haven't been able to go out for some fresh air. They have said over the, over the news that they are going to allow supervised exercise times. <laughs> supervised exercise time out of your own apartment. Otherwise known as in the in the joint yard time, yard time for good behaviour. Reminder that these people have broken no law; they have committed no crime. They have not done anything wrong, as far as I'm aware. Yet they are being treated like literal prisons, uh, prisoners. Pardon me. So if you behave yourself. If you do the right thing, if you follow the directions, if you do what you're told, we'll give you a little bit of supervised yard time, an hour a day. How, what do you think about that? Huh? You don't want to lose your yard privileges, do you, sir? Hmm? Innocent people. Oh this is fucking God. disgusting. Look at this. 
guarding your building. I told them I'm negative. I can show them my results. I just want to get out of this flat. Even for five minutes, they, they've allowed a girl to walk her dog every day. This is the thing that's frustrating me so hard right now. If she's allowed to go for walks every day, just because of her dog, that means a fucking animal has rights, more rights than I do. <laughs> He's right. Uh, this is in Melbourne. Melbourne, second biggest city in Australia. City of over 4 million people. <laughs> He's fucking, He's right. So because the girl owns a dog, she's allowed to outside every day because she has a dog. He doesn't have a dog, so he's locked inside. The dog has more rights than he does. See, you get the impression that these people have really no respect for you as an independent, sentient being of you know of individual agency, right? They have no concern about whatsoever. And just to give you a little tip about how ridiculous the laws are, I probably explained this to you previously. In the first round of lockdowns, have a listen to this shit. <laughs> if, you, if you think that these laws aren't designed to make you go crazy, then here's Exhibit A. So the government decided that we need to crack down on travel, right? We can't have people just traveling around the countryside because that would spread coronavirus, apparently. So... If you were traveling to, like, just say you've got a country home or something, you know, wealthy Australians will have, like, a house in the country or a beach house or something. It's probably very similar in the United States. You've got a house in the country a couple of hours drive away, right? The government said it's illegal for you and your family to go to that country house. No, no, you're not allowed to travel to your country house. Oh, okay. But you were allowed to travel to visit another family. So in, believe it or not, in the effort of containing coronavirus, ladies and gentlemen, it was illegal to travel to an empty house in the country, but it was legal to travel to another house where people already live. It's legal to go to a house with people in it, but it's illegal to go to an empty house. And this is about, this is about keeping people socially distanced. <laughs> Government, ladies and gentlemen. They don't know the difference between shit and shoe polish. <laughs> so, you're allowed outside if you've got a dog. You're not allowed outside if you don't have a dog. Well, if only you had a dog, you'd be allowed outside. But that means the dog has more rights than I do. Shut up. Go back inside. <laughs> Well, I'm going to stay here until they can do something about this. Because every day they're telling me, please do this. And I've been following their directions every day. It's all lies. Every fucking thing is a lie, bro. It went from five days to 14 days. Oh, Jesus Christ, bro. Jesus and the funny Christ, thing is, bro. Everybody that's been positive, <laughs> 52 cases. It makes me laugh because I grew up in like a very high immigrant area in Sydney. And like, it's, it's such like a, it's an immigrant attitude. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, bro. <laughs> you can see I'm working fucking five days, 14 hours a day. And now I'm locked in my fucking apartment. I can't even fucking go outside. What the fuck is going on here, bro? What's fucking happening here, mate? <laughs> the way they do their mates and bros always makes me laugh because it's still got that ethnic twang to it. In this building. 
this fucking woman, man. How do you explain to these people? I'm not an expert, so I couldn't tell you the answer. Yeah. 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 So he's obviously talking to somebody else there who, who doesn't want to say anything in front of the police, but our ethnic friend here doesn't give a fuck about saying stuff in front of the police. <laughs> he's sitting there right in front of him going, These, look at them, mate. Look at them standing there, mate. They're fucking stupid, mate. And the Aussie guy, his very trendy inner city accent, is like, well, I'm not an expert, so I can't really say either way. I'm not really sure. Oh, fucking bullshit, mate. Come on, look at this fucking shit, mate. Look at these cunts, mate. <laughs> fucking good on him. I've got no idea. Sorry. He's like, please stop talking to me in front of the police. You guys refuse to let me speak to an expert. It's about to kick well, off here. Let's go forward to where it kicks off. Okay, he's going out there. Put your mask back up, please. Mask on. Mate, put your mask on. Gotta go back inside. I'm trying to go for fresh air, man. Yeah, I get that, man. But it's been seven days, man. Yeah, but you're meant to be inside. It's not safe for you to be going outside. I'm negative at the moment. That's 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 fine, mate. I get Why that. Why I stay inside when people are uh, positive? I I get that you said that you're negative, but you can't be walking around the building. You can't be walking around your own building. Do you feel safe? Do you feel safer? Does this make you feel safe? If you're in favour of lockdown, if you're in favour of locking people up in their own homes for your protection, does this make you feel safe? Knowing that at any moment the government can just fucking arbitrarily decide to park a whole squad in the lobby of your building and threaten you with arrest if you want to go outside for fresh air. Does this make you feel safe? <laughs> Good job, Australia. You're so good at following the rules. You need to go back upstairs. You need to go back to your room. We need to go back. I say, I don't know what I would do at this point. I think I would end up being arrested now. Because I would just say, go fuck yourself. You need to go back up inside. You need to go back to your room. It's like, who the fuck are you, dad? You're not my. It's like they're your mother. I think you need to go back to your room, young man. Otherwise, you won't get any yard time with your friends. <laughs> How fucking disgusting is this? Huh? Back to your house. Two, two, I'm trying to go for the fresh air. Literally, I've been stuck in my house for seven days now. I know. Seven days. <laughs> Locked inside his own apartment for seven days. Go back to your room. There's going to be more cases, literally. There's positive people here. And I, I, I get that you're saying that you're negative, but the whole building, regardless of who's negative and who's positive, is in lockdown. So you guys you aren't even taking the people that are positive out of the building. This building is in complete lockdown. No one's going in or out. You guys allow a chick to go for a dog every day to go for a walk. I, I haven't been here. Every day, every day. I haven't I been here. It's not my fault. I'm on your side, bro. See a girl coming out here with the, with the dogs to go for a walk. 
And you guys announced in the, the, the Daniel government, they announced that you can go for supervised walk. So I'm asking three officers to come with me. I just want to go for some fresh air. You're not allowed outside, mate. That's our instructions, mate. Where are you going? Don't go out the other door. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Fuck. They chased him. They chased him through the lobby to stop him going outside. How is this making anybody safe? How is this protecting shit? And you heard it from the cop's fucking mouth. Regardless of who's sick and who's not, nobody is allowed outside. It's clown world. Oh, it's about protecting people, really? By locking innocent, healthy people in a building with infected people. We're protecting them. You're a special kind of stupid, mate. You must have a head made out of wood. UK Neil with the diamond. Sorry for the lateness. I bring a gift. Well, thank you for the diamond, UK Neil. Follow UK Neil, dlive.tv slash UK Neil. So we're protecting people by locking healthy people inside a building for over a week with infected people. We are being governed by absolute fucking geniuses here. Exactly, Hillbilly Harry. Thank you so much. Remember when you saw this in China and thought it was crazy? Well, exactly. We are doing, and I've made this point so many times on the show, we are just doing the exact same thing China did. Every single aspect of what we're doing is what has already happened in China, even down to the fucking surveillance. So again, enough of this, oh, freedom, freedom, freedom stuff. Because the people who are running our countries right now, it's a fucking conservative in the UK, it's a conservative in Australia, and it's Donald Trump in the United States. And in all three countries, we are doing the exact same fucking thing that China does. Fucking deal with it. Deal with it. Back upstairs. Go back upstairs. Excuse me. Go back upstairs. Back upstairs, please. Back here. Excuse me. I want to go for some fresh air, man. That's it. You guys can come with me if you guys want to. We're not. But you're not allowed outside. Our instructions are that you. Why are you guys? Why did they say you can go outside? Just giving you our instructions. Our instructions are. You can call DHS. You can follow the door, come walk out the door. Let me just go for fresh air. <laughs> what was he just singing to? I think actually now that I've heard him a bit more, he sounds Aboriginal. You're going to let me outside, mate, eh? You can go outside. I'm just giving you our instructions. Our instructions are... Let me talk to the DHS people. Let me, let me talk to the DHS people, brother. You can call DHS. Call them on the phone, okay? The problem is that you're not allowed to leave from this hotel. You can follow the where I go, can't walk out the door. <laughs> Cops are where I go, yeah, I can't walk out the door. <laughs> Let me just go to the fence, outside there. I'm going to stand right there. 
You have to go back up. I'm going to stand right there. I'm going to stand right there. Come on. Can you guys not touch me? Am I touching you guys? I'm not touching you guys. Fucking unbelievable. Masked men with guns standing outside your building. You have broken no law. You have committed no crime. You're not even sick. Gary Vance with a diamond re-gift from Henry St. George Tucker Bumper Politics. Why? Thanks. Thank you. So you're not even sick. You've committed no crime. You've broken no law. There are now masked men with bulletproof vests and guns blocking the door. And they're walking around outside, but you can't. Because you live in this building where somebody else is sick. Where somebody else has fucking coronavirus. And you might not even fucking know their name. Doesn't matter. You're watching outside the window as people are walking around, but you can't. And nobody gives a fuck. You listen to us? Bro, I've been listening to instructions for seven days. So I haven't gone outside for fresh air. We're still giving you the same instructions. No, you got to treat me like a prisoner, man. We are not. You're not. Oh, really? So I can't walk out right there. Just there. Lucifer Sam in the chat, off topic, but uh, we're doing the clit in the second half of the show, so maybe I'll, I'll, I'll get to it anyway. I mean, Portland was down to less than 100 protesters and Trump sent in unmarked federal agents into a sovereign state. You're, you're missing a big gap. You're missing a big chunk of information in the middle there, though, right? <laughs> you're missing a whole, thi- a whole set of things that took place before the federal agents were sent in, though, right? Like, come on, like, at least be honest. It's not, it's not like there was just 100 innocent protesters standing around and then all of a sudden the feds showed up. <laughs> We were watching live streams of government buildings being fucking set on fire as well, you know. But I'll get to that because something something's not right with that. It's a bit fishy, and I want to explain it. I want to go into the thoughts a little bit more on that and not just address it like that snappily. So uh, second half of the show, we're going to look for the clit. You're just there. Outside. They're, the, they're, the, they're the directions. I'm fucking negative. I'm negative. What are you going to get? What are you going to get? If it turns positive tomorrow and you've had contact, we're all being safe. Oh, so you guys are trying to get me positive, right? That's why you guys want me to stay here with people that are positive. We're all being safe. How are you guys being safe? I'm with people that are positive. You'll be safe if you remain in your area. (laughs) Now it's, we're keeping you safe. We are keeping you safe by keeping you locked in your own fucking area. Thank you so much, police. Thank you. The boy, the thin blue line, ladies and gentlemen, keeping us safe. Oh, look at me. Andrew Jackson I'm with the rambling again. I found like seven workarounds and have been using them with 100 success. We just need to start exploiting the cracks in the system to show how ridiculous this entire situation is. Yeah, you first. <laughs> I agree with your sentiment, though. At some point, something has to shift, right? At some point, something needs to change. Oh, shit, we're going over. Well, it's going to be my last show till Friday, so we may as well fucking expand. Uh, tell you what, you don't have to worry about any of this stuff, ladies and gentlemen. You don't have to be concerned about this because this is the kind of thing that only takes place in other parts of the world. You know what I mean? Like, this is an Australian thing. And, hey, you gave your guns away. You stupid foreign son of a bitch. You give your guns away. Ding! 
Of course that's going to happen in a place like Australia. That'll never happen here. We got Second Amendment. We got a Bill of Rights. We got a Constitution. They try some shit like that over here, like I'm in my apartment. I'm a, I'm a march on Washington. You gave your guns away. So this, you expect this kind of insanity in a place like Australia, a place that was uh, literally founded by and run by criminals. I mean, it'll never happen there. <laughs> Live from the D-Live studios with your host, Boogie Bumba, it's time for everybody's new favourite game show. China, come on down! Come on down, China. Make your way past the drones. Australia, come on down. Come on down, Australia. That's right. And the United States of America, come on down. You're the next contestants on It'll Never Happen Here. Yes. Kentucky couple on house arrest after not signing positive COVID-19 self-isolation order, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have a look at this. The land of the free and the home of the brave. It'll never happen here. This is embarrassing. This is inappropriate to do this and to have a court order for a nine-month-old. A Hardin County couple is now on home incarceration after one of them tested positive for COVID-19 and decided not to sign documents agreeing to self-quarantine. That whole family now on house arrest wearing ankle monitors. And again, before people start talking about like, oh, it's about protecting people, keeping people safe, we've got to do the right thing. Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky, big Democrat state, isn't it? Huh? Uh, <laughs> before people talk about, you know, got to do the right thing, protecting people, keeping people safe. Um, are you okay with your laws and your sub, uh, your constitution and whatnot being subverted to the point where now being sick is essentially the same as being a convicted felon? Is that okay with you? Are you okay with that association? Are you okay with this new normal? Oh, you're sick? Well, you're basically a criminal. Well, you are a criminal. You are now under house arrest with an ankle bracelet. What did I do? Sorry, you got sick. Do you feel safer? Does this make you feel safe? Squeeps, great point. Made the point before. They were letting prisoners out of prison because of coronavirus. <laughs> and locking people in prison who didn't have coronavirus, who were avoiding the lockdown laws. So the only way to avoid prison now is to be a criminal. Think about it. If you're a criminal, you'll get put in prison, but then you'll get let out because of coronavirus. If you're an innocent person not breaking any law, you'll be put in prison because of coronavirus. Hey. How do you like that? <laughs> it most certainly is clown world. This is Way 3 News at 11. I'm John Bull. Shannon Cogan's off tonight. Way 3 News reporter Faith King live in studio with this after talking with the Hardin County couple who says they plan on making legal moves. 
The couple say the house arrest bracelets makes them feel like criminals and they can't understand why this has only happened to them, but they're hoping this will never happen to anyone else again. On Saturday, Elizabeth Lynn Scott of Hardin County got tested for COVID-19 because she was planning to go visit her parents in Michigan. My grandparents wanted to see me too. So just to make sure that, you know, if I tested negative, that they would be okay, that everything would be fine. After testing positive, but without showing any symptoms, Elizabeth says the health department contacted her requesting she sign documents. Pretty much it was. And I understand the science of it, that you can be asymptomatic, right? But. Imagine it, that's going to have a grading effect on people. Especially when you see like the amount of news we're seeing about false positives and uh, unreliable testing kits and stuff. How long uh, do we expect the average person to go along with the belief that they should be locked in their own home because they were tested, they tested positive to coronavirus and don't have any symptoms? You, you see my point here? I understand the science of being asymptomatic, but how long do you expect the average person to be able to put up with that? You know what I'm saying here? It's it's going to grade on people because the, the trust in the authorities would be very low. And for every news report that comes out that says, well, there's false positives and there's unreliable testing kits and yada, 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 you know the rest. To lock somebody in their own home who doesn't have any symptoms because a testing kit said that they're sick. This is the whole point. This is when you start going down that slippery slope. When you start attacking people's basic civil liberties and their basic freedoms. This is the problem you're going to run into. You should not be removing people's rights from them. Full stop. Full fucking stop. Positive or, or otherwise... Being sick is not a fucking crime. I'm sorry. And now we have to deal with the fallout of potentially, uh, they're already innocent. Like, look, I'm, it's fucking working on me now, the programming. I was going to say potentially innocent people. They are innocent people. But people who have tested positive to this fucking thing, being locked and tre being treated like literal prisoners. Even though they don't even have like a runny nose. And like I said, I understand the science of it, but how long do we expect the average person to go along with that situation? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be angry at somebody if they were if they were told that they need to isolate because they tested positive and they don't have any symptoms and them saying, "No, no, that's that's bullshit. I'm not sick." I wouldn't I would say, "You know what? I can't even say anything because look at all of the bullshit reporting." Look at all the bullshit reporting. Where is the empathy for others? Yeah, like the the 3,000 people who have been locked up in their own apartments even though they've done nothing wrong. Yeah, don't fucking talk to me about empathy. Because clearly they have none. You know, if you're willing to treat innocent people like criminals to keep yourself safe, you have no right to talk about fucking empathy. My brothers and sisters. If you're happy to rip somebody else's rights away because it makes you feel safe, you cannot lecture anybody about empathy because that's bullshit. And it's a set of circumstances that you wouldn't accept. So don't demand that other people do. I agree to consent to, I agree to comply, to call the health department, 
if um, I was to go, I was to call the health department prior to leaving my house for any reason. Elizabeth chose not to sign. I had gotten a message from them, a text message that stated. I mean, okay, if people want to do it this way, sexually transmitted disease is a thing. Why don't we ban sex? What, you got something against keeping people safe? Like, how, how far are you willing to go down this I have empathy, I want to keep people safe fucking line? How far are you willing to take it? Just far enough so you're not inconvenienced? Then get the fuck out. I mean, sexually transmitted diseases are spread around quite easily. Should we regulate sex? Should we ban it? Should we have government supervised sexual intercourse just to make sure? You should get tested every time. Where does it end, right? Uh, because of your refusal to sign, this is going to be escalated and law enforcement will be involved. On Thursday, the Hardin County Sheriff's Department greeted Elizabeth's husband, Isaiah, at their front door. I opened up the door, there's like eight different people, five different cars. I'm like, what the heck's going on? This guy's in a suit with a mask. It's, it's the health department guy and they have... Uh, three papers for us, for me, her, and my daughter. The couple was ordered to wear ankle monitors. If they travel more than 200 feet, law enforcement <laughs> will be notified. We didn't rob a bank. We didn't rob a store. We didn't steal something. We didn't, you know, hit and run. We didn't do anything wrong. The couple says they never denied self-quarantining. They just didn't agree with the wording of the documents. And that's exactly why... The um, director of the public health department had told the judge that I was refusing to self-quarantine. The director of the public health department being run by the bureaucrats. Oh, isn't it good? The judges are taking their orders from the bureaucrats too now, not just the politicians. Yeah. House arrest committed no crime. Isn't it fucking wonderful? Well, it's not all bad news, ladies and gentlemen. There is a way to fight back. If you're because if you're like one of these people who says, Boogs, you're only you're only ever giving us problems. You're only ever criticizing people, you're giving us problems, you never give us any solutions. I have a solution. Maybe it's not a solution, but it is some way, it is some little way that you can turn the tables. Just ever so slightly. And it comes all the way from Australia, ladies and gentlemen. Quote. Police beg people on lockdown to put some clothes on before answering the door. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the diamond, Steph. Boogie stand where sex is legal and carts are stowed. <laughs> Have a listen to this. This is how you can get back. Police going to police going door to door to check up on coronavirus quarantine compliance have found that a few residents have become perhaps a little too relaxed during lockdown. Fuck you. Don't want to see my balls? Don't knock on my door. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> it's my house. I'm not going outside my house. And I will open the door with my big dirty dick greeting you if I so feel like it. Fuck you. And if you don't like it, come and drag me out. Drag me the fuck out of here. <laughs> fuck him, let it hang. Fascist hippie with a diamond. Great strategy. <laughs> 
Police in Australia's Capital Territory uh, have been conducting door-to-door spot checks to make sure people are complying with lockdown. So far, the results have been positive, with police reporting 100% compliance across the Territory. Congratulations, ACT! You're so good at following the rules! However, it appears that a few residents have become too relaxed during the lockdown. Detective Superintendent Jason Kennedy from ACT's police-dedicated COVID-19 squad, there's a squad now, thanked locals for giving officers a warm reception, although some of them may need a reminder to put some clothes on before they open the door for a compliance check. We did get a few surprises on the weekend. (laughs) A polite reminder to pop some clothes on is a pretty gentle police response, apparently. In Nairobi, Kenya, 18 people were arrested earlier this year for being at a party where all the guests were naked. Police in the city's Kilmarnie district said they received a tip-off from a nearby resident that there was a party going on in a house within the estate. In the police report, the officers said they arrested 18 over an illegal gathering. Five women and 13 men ranging in age between 40 and 30 were among those taken into custody. Health Chief Administrative Secretary... Ah, this is about fucking Nairobi now. Anyway, that's how you can get back. Police come a-knockin'. Make sure you open the uh, door with your big big schlong-a-rockin'. How do you like that? Rock out with your cock out, ladies and gentlemen. So so with that, (laughs) gonna take a quick five-minute break, refresh my drink. Uh, We'll be right back here on the Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. More to get through the Great Masquerade and looking for Clit, the latest evolution of Chaz. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Unfavorite boom with the diamond. Dinosaurs, Cro-Mags, humans, time for something new. Well, the the ad break isn't new, but when we come back, I'll bring in new stuff. How about that? So (laughs) thank you for joining us. It is Monday night here on the Daily Boogie podcast. We'll be back ever so soon. Thank you for joining us. your novelty comedy songs organic handmade with painstaking care put into every note well look no further than irrational times using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later irrational times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level new songs and sketches every week So check it out. Idiot boogie bumper. Idiot boogie bumper. Idiot boogie. Idiot boogie bumper. Idiot boogie. Idiot boogie bumper. Idiot boogie. Idiot boogie. It's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. 
Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with the built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter, at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in, in their millions, right around the world. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian dick crazy? <laughs> you. Why do you, why do you have to ruin my evening? Like, I, I was just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my buds do their show, and you, you gotta, you just gotta do this. Without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No! <laughs> Dude, Asian oh, come dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I oh, hate come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so. Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. The world is a terrible place, full of terrible people doing terrible things. Thankfully, there's a weekly live stream that doesn't sugarcoat it for you. Join Major Tom Saturdays at 10 p.m. for The Big Empty. That's Major underscore Tom on DLive. Make sure to use zeros for O's because your life really is that hard. Hi, Patriots. This is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by The Speakeasy with all of your favorite patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. 
Yankee evening, Summer Reverend Fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant, Fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you'll have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Can't be old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say. And people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right around on. this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. There it is. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Second half of the show here on the Daily Boogie Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you. So much more to get through. Uh, let's get right back into it, shall we, by the way? Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter, patreon.com slash boogiebumper, become a subscriber, hit the subscribe button, and of course, follow me on Twitter, at boogiebumper. Uh, just before we get too far away from what we were discussing before the break, here's a fun little one. I nearly forgot about this. Since we were talking about treating people like criminals, holy shit. Well, again. Thank you for the great content. Most of my friends take my criticism of the government actions as if I'm talking crazy pills. It's encouraging to know that other people are seeing this shit for what it is. Thank you. We have all the recipes. Uh, yeah, you, you get you get that, don't you? Like I've made this comment before. Um, being being the odd one out at a barbecue, and it's amazing how many times this will happen to you. You know, you're at a barbecue or at a dinner party or something, and you're talking about some some bullshit that the government's doing, and everyone's like, "Oh, there goes Boogie again, talking about the crazy government." Come on, man. It's not that. It's never that bad. <laughs> Boogie and his crazy theories about things, right? Ha 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 ha. 
Like it's it, no, it's about empathy and protecting people, <laughs> shit like that. And then I say, well, you know, just wait, it'll come. And then a few months later, they're complaining about the very thing that I was talking about a few months earlier. And I'm still the guy. Then I have to be the guy again on a different topic and the same reaction again. Oh, well, <laughs> again, people don't care until it affects them. People don't care until it's their ass that's being chock full of the state. That's when they worry. Not until. So this is a fun little video. Thank you for the donation, by the way. This is a fun little video. <laughs> this is fantastic. And I nearly forgot about this. Because we're treating everybody like prisoners, ladies and gentlemen. This if again, this is further evidence that we are indeed living in a simulation. I denied it for the longest time, but now I'm convinced that we are living in a simulation. Have a look at this. This is a video put out with celebrities reading statements from prisoners in prison about their experience during the COVID-19 epidemic. Have a listen to this. The jail doesn't take this pandemic seriously. They don't seem to care about us. The nurse took my temperature and it was 101.2 degrees. I understand I have a disease, but it's not like I volunteered for this. I kept trying to tell her that something serious was going on, but she wouldn't listen. About two weeks after I got to the jail, I started to feel sick. Actors reading prisoner statements. Now, the 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 ir I'm choking on the irony here because we've just watched videos of innocent people who have committed no crime being treated like prisoners, right? And what's what's the effect in the real world taking place? We have celebrities reading prisoner statements trying to elicit sympathy for people who have committed crimes. Where are the videos for the people who have been locked inside their own home without committing a crime? Where's the out, outcry of support? No, no, no. They hate you. <laughs> if you're one of the innocent people being locked inside your own home, the people who are defending the people who have committed crimes complaining about coronavirus, they think you deserve it. They want you locked up. If you walk outside your own home, they want you in prison. And once you're in prison, then they'll defend you and they'll have sympathy for you, but not before. It's fucking stunning, isn't it? Innocent people being treated like criminals? Oh, that's fair enough. We're protecting people. Criminals being treated like innocent people? So they should. Everybody's got a right. This is coronavirus. It's not fair. Why should they be locked up? Like, unironically. Why should the criminals be locked up? It's coronavirus. We should be... They, they simultaneously believe. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't even fucking believe it. They simultaneously believe that innocent people should be locked in their own home because of coronavirus and... Guilty people should be let out of jail because of coronavirus. Like, where do I even fucking start? How do you how do you expect to have a rational conversation with someone like that? I don't know. What am I fucking missing here? <laughs> like, it's it's laughable, isn't it? What am I missing here? It's a fucking circus.
They want to lock innocent people in their own homes and let the guilty people out of prison. It's fucking unbelievable. (laughs) Don't tell me this isn't a mass gaslighting exercise at this point. Unfucking believable. A few days later, I could barely breathe and barely walk. I'm currently incarcerated at Prince George's County Jail. I contracted the coronavirus while detained at the jail and have since tested positive. I don't feel the jail. <laughs> that's, that's, that's very unfortunate. I haven't contracted coronavirus, but I'm locked. I, I'm under house arrest, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like when I, when I carjack that motherfucker, when I put the gun in his mouth and said I'd blow his brains out in front of his kids, uh, you know, then I ended up in prison for 10 years on a 10 year stretch. But I should be let out because coronavirus is going all the way through this bitch. Alec Baldwin picks up the paper. You know what? This this voice, this man's voice needs to be heard. Meanwhile, down the road, there's some innocent person who's been paying taxes and going to work and socially distancing and following all the rules. They get locked inside their own apartment building. Alec Baldwin, on the same fucking day, would turn around and say, what's wrong with these selfish pricks? What's wrong with these selfish bastards? Stay in your own home. Think about someone other than yourself for a change. (laughs) Pure insanity. Distilled insanity. I love it. This is Bullshies with a Diamond. I'm suing. I caught COVID committing a murder. (laughs) staff has been taking COVID seriously because they don't tell the inmates anything. Artists and activists are reading statements that were part of a lawsuit against Maryland's Prince George's County Jail. (laughs) I fucking believe When they moved me from the isolation cell to the 10-man cell, they forced me to clean up myself first. The isolation cells have mucus, feces, urine, spit, blood on the walls and the floor. There was yellow mucus on the walls and hair everywhere. That was the only time they gave me gloves to clean my isolation cell. When you run out of soap, the jail might give you a small bar (laughs) or might not give you anything. I have not seen anyone clean or sanitize any surfaces in my housing unit. They did not clean the cell before I went in. It had pee and feces in it. It's like it's a restaurant. I, I, I just, I, like I said, I just find the scenario unbelievable. That people will simultaneously advocate that innocent people be locked up like they're criminals and guilty people be let free. Uh, it, it's just, I don't know. All, all for, the, for the same reason. For literally for the same reason, to protect people from coronavirus. It's fucking insane. Anyway. Let's get on to this. Because masks are making the news, ladies and gentlemen. And, I mean, if you're upset about having to wear a mask, it's not all bad. Look at the upside. Teens are dressing up as mask-wearing grandmas to score alcohol. Yes! Well done, kids. Well done. A tip of the hat to the young'uns out there. See, the older generations like to put, the older generations like to make fun of the kids and stuff. Look at the world that they're being brought up in, ho. <laughs> they're being brought up in a world where they're threatened with arrest for going to a house party. 
We didn't have to put up with that. We only had to worry about being arrested at the house party if shit went down. They get arrested just for being there. So they're going to be the most creative generation when it comes to evading um, criminal prosecution, I think. They're already finding loopholes. This is fucking sensational. God bless these kids. Have we got a video here? Show me the video. Show me video. It's got no audio on it for some reason. Or is that my fault? Got in and scored their beer. Fucking well done, girls. That's good. Now you don't even have to ask some... Now you don't even have to ask an adult to buy it for you. In a pandemic, no one knows you're underage. That's what Gen Z has discovered as they've updated the fake ID in COVID-19 era, uh, hitting up liquor stores dressed as elderly grandmas wearing coronavirus face masks. <laughs> the prank has taken social media platform TikTok by storm, with videos of users uh, bedecked as booze-hound bubbies, seemingly victorious bottles in hand, racking up millions of views. You that you get liquor before you turn 21, we're sure, just a bonus. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. Look at this. <laughs> Good on them. Good on them. Rules are made to be broken, apparently. Hey, we're allowed to break the rules, apparently, when we feel like it. And you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about clat later on and the feds going into Portland and stuff. But you know this is the thing, uh, burning down federal buildings like no no reporting on that, which makes me think that there's something suspect going on here. But we'll get to that. Two million people have so far watched the video of a brunette in a headscarf and costume jewelry walk into a wine shop and later twerk on the side of the road holding bottles of wine. Have a look at her. Absolutely fantastic. Another sojourn sees a blonde accompanying her grandmother, a friend dressed up as a granny wearing mask and gloves through a convenience store. Oh my God, it worked, the poster says. The duo return to the car arm in arm carrying a handle of vodka. It's too good, guys. Well done, kids. You don't get enough credit. Gen Z don't get enough credit in today's world, but they absolutely fucking deserve it here. Well done. I salute you. Absolutely sensational. Ingenious. Still on the masks. <laughs> I, I found this the other day, and I thought you may appreciate it. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see what's on the screen here. Masked, not muzzled, the art of the political mask. Yes, this comes to us from our good friends at Salon, ladies and gentlemen. Wearing a mask may feel like being muzzled to some across the world, but people are using masks to send political messages. See, again, this I'm trying to bring you... People say I'm too negative all the time. I'm trying to bring you some positive mask news here. Have a look at this. How about this for an idea? You don't like wearing a mask. Okay, fine. What if, how about this? What if we come to some kind of compromise? Okay. How about you wear a mask, but on the front of it, write, your mother is a cunt. <laughs> on the front of your mask, write, I fucked your sister. Put that on there. See if they ask you to take your mask off. Just a thought. That's what I'd do.
out wearing a mask that says, I fucked your sister, and just stare cold at the person who tells you to put it on. Okay. Uh, sir, you're going to need a mask. Okay, no worries. Your mother is a cunt. <laughs> Eat a dick. <laughs> then what? Oh, uh, sir. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Have, have, just ride on it. Go fuck yourself. Have fun with it. Mask not muzzled. The art of the political mask. Have a look at this one. A pro-animal activist wears a mask that reads, I defend the animals at a protest against bullfighting in front of Madrid City Hall. This is how you know that the whole mask thing has become uh, an overblown publicity stunt in cases like this. A woman wearing a mask with the slogan, We Can, attends a gathering with Zoran Zaev, leader of the ruling SDSM party and supporters after planned snap elections to be postponed. That's in North Macedonia. In France, ladies and gentlemen, a healthcare worker wearing a mask, reading masked but not muzzled, takes part in a demonstration as a part of nationwide protest to demand better working conditions. <laughs> Washington. Uh, the brother of George Floyd removes his mask to speak during a House Judiciary Committee hearing on Capitol Hill about proposed changes to police brutality. He's got I Can't Breathe and a little picture of George Floyd on the mask. BL There's the BLM mask, of course. A woman attends a Black Lives Matter protest in Holroyd Park. In Berlin, Germany, a protester at a demonstration for George Floyd against police violence and racism, apparently. But the mask says you can't have capitalism without racism, <laughs> which is kind of dumb if you ask me, because uh, one of the enduring uh, aspects of capitalism is that uh, it allows so many how can I say this, outsiders into a flourishing system because the leaders want to keep perpetual growth going as though that's a reasonable thing to do. So they're always looking for cheap labor. <laughs> so what the fuck does that mean? Lucifer said, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> a participant marches with a rainbow face mask. You got to have the rainbow mask. It's very snazzy little mask there. Very nice. And see, look at all of these big explanations for the other ones, right? Like a uh, judiciary hearing in Capitol Hill. Look at, the, look at the contrast between these two mask explanations here on the website. A participant marches with a rainbow face mask at the Pride Berlin. A large crowd marched under the motto, Save our community. Save our pride in solidarity with the hardships of the German capital's LGBTIQ community. That's the description for this picture. Now look at the description of the next picture. It's a guy in a MAGA hat. Quote, a Trump supporter wears a mask at a campaign rally. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a brief description. <laughs> Shouldn't you tell us more about the reason at the rally and tell us more about what his personal feelings are or what he represents? No. Trump supporter wears a mask. <laughs> okay, thanks for filling me in. And then the very next one. A protester attends a healthcare justice demonstration at which nurses, healthcare workers, and community activists are united to protest against racism in the healthcare industry and demand one excellent standard and care for all. Another, a big description there. Compare that with the red hat. A Trump supporter wears a mask at a campaign rally. <laughs> <laughs> 
A demonstrator exhales smoke while wearing a face mask during a protest against the ban on cigarette sales during the country's coronavirus lockdown. So you've got to have you've got to have your political masks out there. A protester with an Extinction Rebellion mask demonstrates in front of the Ministry of uh, Is there anybody else turned on by the irony, the sick, sarcastic irony of people who claim to be anarchists and rebels following health advice? Am I the only one that gets fucking an erection thinking about that? About how stupid that is. About how idiotic these people are. We're rebels. We're fighting the system. We do exactly what the health department tells us. (laughs) Okay. Big rebel you, huh? I mean, we're rebels and we're fighting the system, but we want to do it safely. We don't want to put anybody at risk. (laughs) 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 I mean, I don't have an erection, if that's what you're asking. (laughs) Let's see him in the chat. A woman joins an anti-racism Black and Indigenous Lives Matter uh, demonstration in San Francisco. A protester wears a face mask showing the length of time George Floyd was pinned down by a Minneapolis police officer's knee during a demonstration in San Francisco. A very flashy pink one there. Boston. Demonstrators hold a reopened Massachusetts protest outside Massachusetts State House in central Boston. And Aurora. Yada, 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 yada. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the political mask. But like I said, if you're pissed off about the mask laws, then use it to your advantage. Just go into the store that demands you wear a mask, something like uh, your mother is a whore or I fucked your sister and see how you go. (laughs) Enjoy yourself. This I thought was very funny. This is James Harden. James Harden's one of the top players in the NBA. He's the star player on my favorite team, the Houston Rockets, and has been for quite some time. So he tweeted this picture out of him wearing this mask. Little did he know that it's apparently a pro-police face mask. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, James. What have you done? What have you done, James? Because we just read about the mask not muzzled. Apparently, that's not good enough. You should be muzzled. <laughs> James Harden, quote, I thought it looked cool. <laughs> James Harden says his thin blue line mask was not a political statement. The Houston Rockets star was spotted inside the NBA bubble wearing a mask. You see, he was spotted wearing a police mask. Controversy. (laughs) He was spotted inside the NBA. I I don't even know why people care, but apparently they do. Wearing a mask with a design associated with the pro-police Blue Lives Matter on Friday. Harden told reporters that he was not aware of the association. I it, this is why one of the reasons why I love James Harden. He is just a straight up guy. He's not a controversial guy. This is a quote from James Harden. It was just something that covered my whole beard. I thought it looked cool. That was it. <laughs> He's just like I thought it was a cool mask. That's why I wore it. Again, the levels of retardation that we're dealing with here shouldn't even be possible. But he wears a mask, and then next thing you know, Twitter is ablaze. Oh, Blue Lives Matter mask. Are you saying you stand on the side of the socialists? Are you anti-Black Lives Matter? He's a fucking fascist, guys. He's supporting the white supremacist system. And he's just looking around like the room of everybody yelling at him. 
like, I just thought it looked cool. I didn't even know it was a Blue Lives Matter mask. I just liked the picture on the front. <laughs> what a world we live in. James Harden addressed... The, see, he has to make a statement now. Why are we giving these people so much oxygen? Why are we, why are we even giving them statements? I demand a statement. Go fuck your mother, you know? Your mother is a whore. I'll put that on my mask next time. How do you like that? I fucked your sister. <laughs> James Harden addressed the Blue Lives Matter. If only one of the celebrities would come out with the your mother is a whore mask, we could change this whole conversation overnight. Mask that he wore yesterday, saying it was not meant to be uh, make a political statement and then he wore it because it covers his beard. Not good enough, James. Not good enough. <laughs> Unbelievable the outrage that this got. Let's see if we can see some tweets here. What if he did it to support first responders? Oh, you can't ask that. <laughs> this is bullshit with a diamond. Harden keeps Houston strip clubs open by himself. <laughs> He's a fucking legend. You can fully support the police and not support the Blue Lives Matter movement because Blue Lives Matter movement is a protest to the Black Lives Matter protest. God, these people are fucking exhausting. It's the same with All Lives Matter. Of course, All Lives Matter, but protest someone else's protest is divisive. Listen to this shit. <laughs> Listen to this. Listen to this response. I can't imagine living in this guy's brain. You know what I'm, I can't imagine thinking this way. He, he must cry himself to sleep every night. Listen, you can fully support this. Uh, it's all like very, ah, uh, here's what I think, you know. You can fully support the police and not support the Blue Lives Matter movement because the Blue Lives Matter movement is a protest to the Black Lives Matter protest. It's the same with All Lives Matter. Of course All Lives Matter. But protesting someone else's protest is divisive. <laughs> Whatever tickles your pickle, mate. How about that? Whatever tickles your pickle. It wouldn't surprise me. I think we overestimate the number of people that stay informed on contemporary issues. He doesn't strike me as someone that is interested in discourse or intellectual conversations. I could be wrong. That's just the vibe I get. How dare a professional basketballer not be uh, surrounding himself with intellectual windbags like yourself, sir? What an awful, awful thing to do. I call BS. He has the internet. He has a phone. This isn't a new thing. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> he knew it like because it's such a fucking crime. Wearing a, wearing a mask with a policeman on it. <laughs> it seems implausible that a man who has spent most of his life training to put a ball in a basket is unaware of current day fashion trends. Twitter is just a cesspit of retardation. And I love it. Vis-a-vis -vis left wing and right wing rhetoric and marketing. More likely he is... Yes, look at the... Yes, come on now. This is exactly what we were looking for. <laughs> Have a listen to this again. Remember, James Harden wore this mask by his own statement because he liked the way it looked and it covered his whole beard. 
I don't know. I didn't know it was a thing. I just liked it and it covered my whole face. <laughs> and I'm telling you, this that's the kind of guy James Harden is. He's not like, you know, he's not the fucking game player. He's not trying to mind fuck anyone. He's just a pretty straight up dude. He gives pretty straight up answers about things. Listen to this fucking response from this fucking idiot here. It seems implausible that a man who has spent most of his life training to put a ball in a basket is unaware of current day fashion trends vis-a-vis left-wing and right-wing rhetoric and marketing. More likely, he is a white supremacist in disguise. He's a white supremacist. (laughs) James Harden, ladies and gentlemen. This guy. This guy here. White supremacist in disguise. <laughs> what, do you, what do you even say to these people? Oh, they're so stupid. Like, I can handle dumb people. You know what I mean? I think most can agree. I can handle stupid people. What I can't handle is stupid people who act smart, right? <laughs> like all of oh well just because you use like intellectual language doesn't mean that you're a smart guy it's a very very dumb thing to say that <laughs> because he's a basketballer he must certainly be up to date with the latest social justice fashion trends and the fact that he's worn this mask the the reason that he gave that being that it he thought it looked cool and it covered his whole face no that's not true that's not good enough He's actually a white supremacist in disguise. That makes you a very dumb person. I'm sorry. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> no, like, no other explanation required. You might have a degree, but you're an idiot. There's a difference between being intelligent and being educated. And the last positive news story before we go looking for the clit, I mean the clat, Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get a little bit of mask revenge, woman urinates on floor after refusing to leave Verizon store for not wearing a mask. Let's have a look here. We've seen all kinds of confrontations involving masks. I haven't seen this yet, but this we've seen people be bashed and dragged out of stores for not wearing a mask, right? We've seen people get attacked on the street for having arguments about fucking masks and stuff, which is all equally retarded, but whatever. It's happening. We haven't seen people urinating in protest yet, so I'm very intrigued by this. Masks, verbal and physical fights, even coughing fits. But this one might top them all. Police say a woman refused to leave a local store and you won't believe what happened next. Please, give it to me. A regular day. Anything's possible now. (laughs) Don't say I won't believe it. I'll believe anything at this point. And I think most people will. Work turned into quite a show at the Verizon store off Galleria Boulevard in Roseville. Refusing to leave, not wearing masks. They've asked several times and she's refusing. A dispatch operator tells an officer a group of three people aren't wearing masks and refusing to leave the Verizon store. But it's what happened next that's jaw-dropping. They're calling back again and advise that that female now pulled her pants down and is urinating inside the business. Imagine being on the other end of that call from dispatch. 
Dispatch. <laughs> Yeah, car 250. They're calling back and advising that that female is pulling down her pants now and is now urinating inside business. <laughs> I don't know why this is funny. It's just like, it's, it seems like an odd reaction. It's a peaceful protest. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> like, it's like... It's the equivalent of taking a shit on your boss's desk when you resign, you know? Like, I'm sorry, ma'am, you have to leave the store. We have a rule. You have to be wearing a mask. I'm not wearing a mask. Well, then I'm going to, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Well, I'm not going anywhere. Well, I'm calling the police. It, it seems like a strange escalation. I'm not going anywhere. Well, I'm calling the police. Okay. Well, I'm going to piss on your floor. <laughs> That'll show them. <laughs> It's a weird escalation. <laughs> I'm not against it. Are you kidding me? That's terrible. Sounds kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, there's bathrooms all over the place, too. Absolutely <laughs> not. It's, that's totally inappropriate. It's not, we're not animals. Because I've seen other people who fought about the mask and did other things, actually get into physical altercations. But that's like a whole new story. That's just like, who wrote, who rose you up when you're young? <laughs> Gosh, are you kidding? That's like an animal. That's what my dog would do if I brought him out. <laughs> Police got to the scene and confirmed the incident, telling me... Henry St. George Tucker Bumper Y in the chat. Well, if we all piss on the floor, maybe they'll stop. <laughs> Could be right. Could be right. They eventually arrested the woman after finding several stolen items from a nearby Dick's Sporting Goods. But you're needing on the floor. That's not something down there. It's something up here that's wrong. Probably not too much to say other than the fact that it's probably not the right way to have a reaction to it. So, well, <laughs> when all else fails, what have you got? What weapons do you have at your disposal? You need to wear a mask. I'm not wearing a mask. Well, I'm calling the police. Well, I'm pissing on your floor. <laughs> Imagine just watching her squat over the fucking, squat over the rug and let it go. Yeah, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Simply wear the mask or just leave, I guess. I'm very disappointed that we as society choose to have disunity and uh, let this coronavirus divide us. Yeah. Now, I did talk with a Verizon spokesperson over the phone. They are requiring all their customers to wear masks in their stores. And diapers now, apparently. Masks and diapers. Who knows? The baby, the, the adult babies may soon be ruling the fucking world. The spokesperson says this incident, though, wasn't just about their mask policy, uh, but she wouldn't comment further about right. exactly what happened. Okay, well, that's a shame. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So, all right. I promised you the next evolution, the next Chaz is here. We didn't have to wait too long. I thought the NFAC was going to be the next Chaz, but no, apparently not. The next Chaz is the clit. I mean the clat. It's the clat. The Chinook Land Autonomous Territory, I think that's what they're going with. Clat. That's the new Chaz. Now, 
most of the... We'll open up with this article first. And this was sent through by Lucifer Sam. Thank you, Lucifer Sam. And I think we probably see this a little differently, but some we probably see it the same way in some aspects, but not the same way in other aspects. But something with this whole story doesn't sit right with me for a few reasons. And maybe that it can be explained, but I don't... I, up until this point, it, it's not yet. Trump ordered federal agents are reportedly pulling protesters into unmarked vehicles, drawing outrage. Okay. Federal officers directed to Portland, Oregon by President Trump to allegedly quell violent Black Lives Matter demonstrations have been grabbing protesters off the street and detaining them in unmarked vehicles since at least July 14, according to local reports. Now, the first thing that I thought of when I saw this story was, isn't it illegal to deploy federal agents of this nature without getting prior approval from the local government? Yes or no, right? <clears throat> See, the reason why this is curious for me is, well, it's a, there's a number of reasons. There would be reasons on both sides, privately, why people would want this to take place. Because now you see, see, Lucifer Sam, Trump needs these riots. Yeah, but <laughs> come on, let's be honest here. If I'm a Black Lives Matter protester, footage of protesters being dragged away by federal agents is exactly what I want as well. Now, I would come out and say that this is against everything and this is fascism, right? But that's exactly why. That's the optic that I would want. Why? Because otherwise, the only thing that's filling the space is footage of my protesters burning down buildings, throwing Molotov cocktails, right, rioting and shit. If I'm a Black Lives Matter organiser, if I'm a protest organiser, I would love nothing more than having a few of my guys caught on camera being dragged away by guys dressed like this. Ring because it changes the conversation. Cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub. Gypsy, where did you steal the sub, Gypsy? It changes the conversation and it puts them back into the victim column instead of the perpetrator column. Oh, we're being targeted by the federal. We're being targeted by the feds now. It shifts the narrative in their favour. At least that's the theory, right, behind it. So you can say that Trump wants these rights, but okay, he might do, right? Fair enough. But here's the problem. Both sides would want it. So the mayor of the 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 local um, the authorities in Portland, right? Even though they say that they would not want this, in reality, in private, they would say that they don't want another Chaz situation. I think we can agree on that. So they both have reasons for not wanting an autonomous zone to gain ground. Because what happened in Chaz at the end of it. Uh, the, the mayor of Seattle and the local police and the local government officials in that very left-wing part of the world, they all came out with shit on them after that. It was a fucking joke, the Chaz. It made them look incompetent. So the mayor of Portland would not want that. He, wouldn't, he doesn't want a fucking Chaz situation taking place, you know, in perpetuity. Now, Trump probably doesn't want a Chaz situation taking place in perpetuity either. You see my point. There is reasons people on both sides would not want this to happen. 
people on both sides would want the feds coming in and putting a stop to it for different reasons. And like I said, if I'm a protest organiser, I'm rubbing my hands together with glee at the idea that guys in uh, army fatigues holding automatic rifles with gas masks are dragging away protesters and throwing them into vans. Because then the corporate media reporting will focus on that and ignore the previous rioting and burning of buildings and whatnot. So that's why I find this all very suspect and I find it all very curious. And, you know, I've criticised Trump in the past, um, so, you know, I'm not immune to doing it. But on this occasion, I'm finding it difficult to figure out what side of this I'm coming down on at this point. Because obviously I don't, you know, at no point in the past three years or four years that I've been doing this, have I ever expressed any kind of, um, have I ever expressed any kind of support for, you know, armed federal agents dragging people off the street and throwing them into unmarked vans to suggest that would be, you know, ridiculous beyond my worst nightmares. But at the same time, um, just the situation. So if it's illegal to send a Fed into this kind of situation, because this is the this is the whole thing, right? I won't read the article um, through, but I've read it before and again in the break just to make sure. So the argument that's coming from some people is that, well, the Feds are being sent in because these people have attacked federal property. And therefore that gives him jurisdiction to um, put these people in, right? And therefore, they don't need permission from the local government authority. And what makes me think that that's, that could well be true is the fact that it's not mentioned once in this article. Because if they're not, because otherwise they couldn't be there unless they were invited in. Now, it's quite possible <clears throat> that they weren't invited in by the mayor and the local Democrat politicians. But it doesn't mention anywhere in this piece that they they have the authority to do it. And when you look at the other reporting on it, it becomes plainly clear that you're trying to be told you you're the, they're omitting that very point from all of the reporting that federal property was being attacked. Therefore, that gave jurisdiction for them to be there in the first place. That's being ignored. And instead, people are saying, well, they're going too far. Uh, they're not there legally. This is fascism, blah, blah, blah. Like all of the emotional arguments. But the reality is, if the federal buildings aren't attacked in the first place, then they don't have the jurisdiction to be there in the first place. So where, when you're looking at the reporting of this, you have to ignore the fact that the federal buildings were attacked in the first place. That's being, that's pretending, we're pretending like that didn't happen now. And you're ignoring the fact that because the federal buildings were attacked, that gives them the jurisdiction to go in there in the first place. We're ignoring that now as well. And instead, we're just focusing like on the last five minutes of the game instead of the whole, you know, the previous three quarters. You know what I mean? That's what makes me uneasy about coming down on any particular side in this. Yeah, the governor may be an idiot, but he was democratically elected. And I've got a statement from him later on. So... Let's have a look inside the class. And again, this is why I'm finding it difficult to really place what's going on there. But something isn't sitting right with me. So let's have a look uh, inside the clat, ladies and gentlemen. 
Oh, pardon me. Unfavorite boomer. Guru, insurrection doesn't require state's invite. Uh, the governor is, yeah, the governor is a woman. Pardon me. Did I say it was a him? Uh, the governor is a woman, yes, but the mayor of Portland is a guy. The mayor of Portland is, where is he? Got him here. This is the problem when you have too many fucking, uh, too many tabs all up. Where is he? Come on now. I had you here. Come on, sir. There he is. Yeah, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler. Teddy Wheeler, that's his name. Yeah, so the mayor's a fella. Uh, this guy here. So, yeah, sorry if I got that wrong. Uh, Jim Enward with the diamond. Redacted, all communists unleash the police. How, what are we doing? Look at the peaceful protest, though. Trump the fascist is sending in armed federal agents to take these peaceful guitar-playing, drum-playing douchebags off the street. I mean, there's only like 50 of them out there. It's like literally nothing going on, right? And then all of a sudden the feds come in and start shooting tear gas at everybody. That's one story that's being sold, that this, is all that's ha that this was all that was happening here, right? Oh, come on. At least come up with lyrics, for fuck's sake. I thought you were the creative ones. I thought you were the artistic ones amongst us. Thank you for the diamond, uh, unfavorite boomer. This is a mis misuse of posse comitatus. Uh, Gary Vance in the chat, you distorted the facts. Which facts did I distort, Gary? Tell me which fact or facts I distorted. I'll wait. I'm happy to be corrected. Just give me more detail. Oh, uh, so you, uh, these are not the people they hit. Yeah, so you, you didn't pick up on my sarcasm. <laughs> Don't worry, you're not the first one. Do, do you really think I'd be that obtuse, Gary? Come on, give me fucking... How long have you been watching this show, Gary? Gary, how long have you been watching this program? <laughs> Did you think that I was talking about these fucking people when I said, oh, the innocent protesters, there was only 50 of them, and then the feds came in and tear gassed them. Did you? How long have you been watching this show, man? <laughs> Come on, get Gary, Gary, Gary. I wish I had my thing plugged in still. I'll give you a nice Gary, but I don't. I unplugged it during the break. Just setting up a baseline here.
Stop backpedaling. <laughs> okay, now you're just being a dick. Not a tear gas canister. It was a rubber impact bullet. Technically a silicone round. Not even the foam. Rock and roll, baby. Rock and roll. So as you can see there, it's all very innocent, ladies and gentlemen. It's an innocent, peaceful protest with nothing going on. And obviously, any kind of federal incursion by men holding guns, dressed in camouflage outfits, shooting tear gas, is all unwarranted and criminal and the actions of a dangerous fascist tyrant. It sounds offensive, doesn't it? Doesn't sound like the cool little drum hippie uh, uh, circle we had a minute ago. Maybe if we do this, maybe we can make it more palatable. Let's try it this way. Okay. There we go. That's better. Yeah, now it's a peaceful protest. Now it's party time. Much better. Not a tear gas canister. It was a rubber impact bullet. Technically a silicone round. Not even the foam. So as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, just a peaceful protest, no reason whatsoever. Uh, the burning, the building that you can see burning on your screens, ladies and gentlemen, is the Justice Centre County Courtroom. Hey, hey, maybe if we burn down the courtroom, none of us will go to jail, huh? <laughs> You're a genius, sir. Hey, if we burn down the court, how can they put us on trial? Fuck, bro, I didn't even think of that. Mind blown. <laughs> if there's no courthouse, they can't put us in the dock, man. Fuck yeah, the perfect crime. <laughs> Genius. What else have we got here? Uh, the police union building set on fire, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Portland Police Bureau. This is a residential area. We noticed criminal Now, interestingly, to add like a little more spice into the conversation, I, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I heard over the weekend uh, the local police asking for federal assistance as well. Now, I don't know legally if they're allowed to, if that would have to be signed off by the county or the mayor's office because your rules over there are a little fucking different to ours. Um, you've seen we can just be locked in our own homes by the police when they feel like it. But 
So I don't know, like, can the local police ask for assistance? I don't know. But I'm pretty sure I saw, like, uh, the local police basically asking for help over the weekend. So I don't, I don't leg, again, legally, I don't know how it plays out. Which, again, brings it up, like, it's a very curious situation here. The mayor of oh, Portland me. doesn't want to upset his I'm constituents. I've been watching the live streams from Portland every night for the last couple of oh, weeks okay. and watched as the rioters have tried to break into graffitied and set fire to the federal courthouse. As a fan of Duterte, I think more feds are needed. There you go. Yeah, so thank you, Andrew Jackson, for the tip. Um, yeah, the, so breaking into the federal courthouse, I've seen that too because they've walled up the federal courthouse. This one here. I'm pretty sure this is the bit. Yep, yep, the federal courthouse right here. So here you go, right? Now, as you can see, by this stage, obviously a lot has happened before the feds have moved in, right? Like, I mean, if the feds were there before the federal building was being attacked, then it doesn't look like this. I don't know what to tell you. So... Again, the juris, the juris my addiction argument. <laughs> Sam in the chat. The feds put the fencing around the building. Okay, did they did they spray BLM on the fucking wall as well? Did they? Because <laughs> then it's a story. Oh, the feds did that. Okay. Did the feds smash the windows and spray fuck you pigs on the side of the building too? <laughs> the guys in the army fucking outfits? <laughs> I mean, I've seen officers kneeling over the last month or two. I haven't seen them, you know, graffitiing fucking federal buildings yet. Maybe they have. I don't know. Lucifer said, I maintain that they were just trying to heat the buildings because people are cold. They're humanitarian. It's a humanitarian effort. <laughs> Look, I mean, you know. I'm not a guy who's like, oh, I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to fight. No, no, no. But I mean, come on here. Look at the guy on the right here. The one who's whacking the stick against the fence. Look how skinny his arms are. And I know that doesn't necessarily mean much. Like, for example, um, you know, like some of the best flyweight boxers in the world would beat the shit out of me. <laughs> I'm, I don't, he doesn't, he doesn't look to me as though he's like a guy who spent a lot of time in the ring, you know, <laughs> just looks like a skinny malnourished upper middle class white kid <laughs> kid it'd be like come on man like i'm not even that fit these days i drink too much i smoke too much i'd feel like i could just hold his head back while he swings it at the air you know what i mean like come on kid go home <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a lot of laughing taking place here Come out, you filthy fucking dirtbag pigs, ladies and gentlemen. So obviously no provocation taking place here at the federal building. 
Uh, incidentally, they then turn their attention to the Amazon warehouse. Because when you're fighting the fash, you may as well pick yourself up um, a few products along the way. Nice. Good cops quit. Put your phone down, get the fuck out of here. So as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, just like our first clip here, everything was going fine. Everything was going swimmingly. There was nothing taking place before the feds moved in. It was just this. This is all that was going on. And that fascist dictator, that fascist dictator, with no support from anyone, has now sent in the feds like fascist dictators do to clean up these very peaceful, guitar-playing, drum-beating douchebags off the street. They're just folk music enthusiasts. It's all very nice and pleasant and fun and peaceful. Uh, Activity occurring in this crowd. If you attempt to breach and enter the BBA office, you'll be subject to arrest for use of force. Well, I'm sure this is all being taken out of proportion. I'm sure this is all being taken out of context. I am willing to go to war to fight against injustice. I'm not even accepted there. Now, call me naive, but I would think if I were like, you know, some kind of authority figure in some kind of pseudo paramilitary group that's setting fire to public buildings, federal buildings, um, openly engaging with police force on the streets in a violent way. And then I made a public speech declaring war on the government. Call me naive, but I may expect at some moment, perhaps, that I may get some kind of attention from the federal authorities. I don't know. But maybe that's my white privilege talking, you know. Is that wrong? (laughs) I kind of find it funny. It's like people are like, what are the feds doing here? And it's like, I don't know, maybe it's because one of the leaders of this pseudo-paramilitary organisation declared war on the government. Maybe, perhaps. <laughs> maybe that might have something to do with it. Pseudo-paramilitary. 
they do have uh, generals and stuff, you realise. And they are, you know, using violence. They are attacking. They have weapons. Like a Molotov cocktail is a weapon. So, you know, I mean, are we really going to argue semantics here? <laughs> well, they don't have the most sophisticated guns that are available right now. Ah, right. So it doesn't count. <laughs> it's a free hit then. So you can't do anything. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, I would expect some kind of blowback. But again, maybe I'm the idiot here. Maybe I've got it all wrong. But I, I find the, uh, the, the suggestion that they should be surprised, I find that disingenuous for the reason that I explained earlier. Right? I, I don't think they're surprised at all. And in fact, I think the leadership of these groups actually want this. They want people being dragged off the street by the feds because that gives them, uh, you know, genuine fodder to play with. Because now we get all the opinion pieces about fascist Trump, the tyrant fascist Trump, using the federal government to drag away innocent, peaceful protesters. That's what they want. You're avoiding the crux of the argument against? I, I don't think I am, to be fair. I am willing to go to war to fight against injustice. I think the argument is pretty obvious, to be fair. I think the rioters gave justification for the feds to be there, and then the feds showed up. Right? And both the feds and the rioters want the feds to be there doing what they're doing. So, and okay, so you can say, Sam's saying in the chat, if the protests now were the same as when the feds arrived, I might agree. Yeah, but again, like that's, you know, fine. That, but that would be, that that's an argument I'm not privy to. It'd be like, you know, um, after a war, how long does the conquering army need to stay in the city for? Now, they would, both sides would have like procedural arguments for and against. So, but again, that's more semantics. I think the crux of the whole issue is writers gave justification for feds to be there. Feds showed up on that justification. Writers say they don't want the feds there, but they do because they love having the images of feds dragging people away and putting them in vans. The feds say they don't want to be there, but they do because they want to quell another, um, you know, dangerous riot. So what have you? That's, that's where I'm sitting on it anyway at this point. I don't see any reason to change from that position. Maybe the mayor of Portland will give me a reason to change my mind. Maybe the mayor of Portland will, you know, shine some light on this. And bring a little bit of truth to the discussion. I'm hoping anyway. He seems a very intelligent man. So let's have a look. The words and actions from President Trump ah, and fault. the Department of Homeland Security uh -huh. have shown that this is an attack on our democracy. Uh, this is just a quick reminder of Portland's democracy here. Look at all this democracy. 
of this democracy taking place. Wow, the, the the feds that they sent there must be weak as piss. He just he just smacked into that guy like eight times with the baton. He didn't even move. <laughs> Look at this. He just whacked into him repeatedly and nothing happened. He just stood there. <laughs> Fucking based. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> what is happening here? He's the Hulk. Is this guy the Terminator? Look at the... He, he's... <laughs> the guy in the white sweater. Yeah, he might be hurting later, but Jesus Christ, he stared him down, didn't he? He got a hit over the head with a shield. He got whacked in the legs in the kneecap. Ah, oh, right on the bone. <laughs> he just stood there and stared at him. <laughs> <laughs> Meth man. <laughs> Have a look at this. Ben K. Veritas with a good point in the chat. Does anyone remember the the Fed response to Ruby Ridge and the Bridge Davidians? I think this is pretty mild. He's got a point. He's got a point. Look at this. Just strolls away. Wow. Fuck, you wouldn't want to punch that guy in the face, would you, in a, bra in a bar brawl? That'd be one of those guys you punch in the face, you instantly regret it. <laughs> wow, what a beast. But anyway, this is the democracy uh, that Donald Trump and the fascists are attacking here. But again, here's the point, right? The mayor of Portland, he wouldn't want the clat to go on in perpetuity, even though he's, he's only talking about, oh, this is an attack on our democracy and... This is awful and the feds and yada, 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 yada. When he's having the conversations with the other leaders in Portland, he's absolutely telling them, we need this to end. We need this to stop before it gets any further. And if you don't think he's saying that, you are naive beyond all fucking recognition. Of course, the mayor of Portland does not want a Chaz autonomous zone to be set up there but he can't come out and actively speak against it because that would enrage his own constituents <clears throat> and i think he would be smart enough to know that he can go along with his constituents and all of their crazy ideas as long as he wants but the the first time that he speaks out against it he will be demonized the first time he steps out of line he will be crucified by his own voters and he knows it because that's the way they are. He can go along with every other far left political idea, but the first time he says, look, I don't think Chaz is a good move right now. They would be booing him and protesting out the front of his house and throwing bricks through his windows. And you fucking know it's true. You know it's true. So he can't say anything. The only thing he can reference, he can't reference the protesters themselves. He can't reference... We're talking about Portland here, Sam. He can't reference the protesters uh, himself, uh, himself. He can only talk about peaceful protests. And the only thing he can talk about in regards to any action on the streets is what Trump did and what Trump is doing and, what the, and the feds that they're sending in. 
and the attack on our democracy. He can't mention anything about federal buildings being attacked, police buildings being burned down, rioters attacking people in the streets. He cannot mention it because the second he does, those very same rioters will show up at his fucking mansion and he knows it. So he has to live in pretend land. He's handcuffed by the expectations of his own constituents. I stand with our senators, representatives, and our state, county, and city leaders in denouncing their presence. Over the past week, President Trump has used our city as a staging ground to further his political agenda, igniting his base. Now, see, here's the thing, right? If it was an illegal presence, he could challenge it in court. Why have I not seen anywhere in any reporting, even Democrat-friendly reporting, why have I not seen anywhere coming out of the mayor's office, anything like that, we are uh, challenging this deployment in court, in federal court. Why haven't I seen that? Yeah, if it's the truth, then why aren't they challenging it in, in court? The answer is because they have the jurisdiction because the federal building was attacked, I suspect. And they know it. Because otherwise they would have filed a court case like in the first minute and said this is an un, this is an illegal deployment and we have the here's the here's the court papers here's the precedents uh we are getting into court straight away we are taking this right now you can't tell me that the democrats don't know how to use the court system yeah but see loose for sam they should have challenged it with state police and national guard not court okay can you at least entertain the possibility that they like this, that they want this happening, even though they're saying that they don't want the feds there? Do you think it's possible that they do? Do you think it's possible that everybody wants the feds there, even though everybody's saying they don't want the feds there? I've given you all the reasons why all the parties involved would want them to be there. The protesters want them to be there because they want the optics of peaceful protesters, quote unquote, being dragged off the street by feds because Trump's a fascist. The mayor of Portland wants them there because he doesn't want another Chaz situation taking place, but he can't say that because he'll enrage his own voters. The Trump supporters want them there because they're quelling, they're crushing down a fucking another riot for law and order. Trump wants them there because he can tweet out law and order. Everybody has a reason to want them there. And everybody's saying that they wish it wasn't happening. So if they genuine, if it was genuinely, obviously illegal, it would already be, uh, be focal and front and be challenged in court by now. But the point I'm making is nobody is doing that. They're saying that it's illegal, but I'm not seeing any reporting of any kind of court challenge or legal challenge to it. So I suspect that they're saying that it's illegal, but not doing anything to stop it. And that could be because it's not really illegal because they may have jurisdiction because the federal building was attacked. And the federal building might have been attacked by the protesters specifically to bring in the feds, to bring in the guys, because they want them there. They want that confrontation for themselves. I just think it's worth considering. Yeah, you know, I think I've laid out a pretty fair case, so... Uh, but it is late, ladies and gentlemen, so we might leave it there for tonight. Thank you for joining us on this Monday night edition 
of the Daily Boogie podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. Thank you to everybody who contributed tonight on DLive and Streamlabs. Uh, like I said uh, earlier, the next week or so is going to be a bit fucked up for me. So I'll be back on Friday night with uh, Phil D'Angelo from Winning TV. Talking about a bunch of stuff. Looking forward to that. Haven't had Phil on the show yet. Um, and then I probably won't be back next week. So uh, maybe not until Friday next week. But we'll see. It's not looking good. Anyway. So I appreciate your patience and I might do some work around here anyway to make use of my time. I may try to like upload like short videos at 6 p.m. anyway. So just like there's something going out live. But again, I haven't done that before. It is possible, but we'll see how we go. I might be too stupid to figure it out. <laughs> so don't forget to follow our friends, ladies and gentlemen, at Winning TV, like I mentioned. JJ uh, Stoner, Joy of Pessy, at Real Person PLTCS. Uh, give Lucifer Sam a follow and harass him to start his own show. <laughs> Start your own show, Sam. Stop fucking around. Uh, <laughs> Davy Croco. Give Davy Croco a follow, ladies and gentlemen. Davy Croco 3. Uh, later on tonight, Nightwave Radio with Merch at 10pm, No Irrational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra, UK Neil, Mr. America, The Beard of Truth, Why Censored Kimmy, uh, Spent D, Frozen Asian, Sunday Night Shit Show, Daywave Royce Lopez, the reformed cart criminal Royce Lopez. We're very happy about Royce's progress into becoming a productive member of the cart community. Uh, very impressed with Royce's speedy recovery from his former degenerate ways in the parking lot. Very much excited by that. So looking forward to further progress being reached in that in that regard. Uh, Revenge of the Sis, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, who else have we got? Major Tom. Just follow every. Just follow fucking everybody. So thank you so much for joining us. I'll be back on Friday night. I'm opening the chest up right now. Uh, until then, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.